Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Samut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey No Chill Prano. Your co-host for well, not five hundred of these episodes, but probably what four hundred and sixty. You think four fifty? What do you think the over/under is on my appearances? That's a good bet. That's a good bet. Over/under shows. That you I missed. appeared on live, right? Like if I call in, I'm still still on the show. Yeah, yeah. You mean shows where you were present? Yeah. I would set the over under at 460. Personally, it's good. It's a good number. I, it's, I, feel I, like the, I feel like that's a very good on base percentage for a guy who, and you're probably in. You gotta be. You gotta be above 485, right? 490 yeah. at least. Ooh. Saying there hasn't been 10? I don't think I missed 10 episodes. You're probably right. No it's way. Better, it's a better on-base percentage. We but did you know, it. Somebody's got to walk. And somebody's got to hit the, the two-run bomb after. You know? It's not all about on-base percentage. Hey, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Joey Votto. He plays for the Reds. I try to mimic his game in the podcast world. Got to get on base. Yep. Well, that's it. It's 500. We're here. We did it. You we, two. We, we haven't survived 500 yet, but we've survived 499. You, and unless something goes terribly wrong. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Aaron Twerks with Wolves. He's back. Hop- Twerks with Wolves. I'm back. Yeah, glad to be back. I went on a uh, a two week hiatus after you went into the after, desert after All Star Weekend. I think I got lost. Yeah, I headed back to my teepee. <laughs> I, uh, went, I went out to the <laughs> desert. I roamed the plains. <laughs> it's good. It's good to have you back, buddy. People were worried that you would never make it back after the NBA All Star Saturday. You're here though, and I said, I said, uh, did he did he steal edibles? And then you said, no. I said he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> That's the only thing that'll get you banned. Five hundred episodes, Andy. We did it. We did it. Aaron, I'm glad he's here for the five hundredth too. Yeah, it's exciting. And you said you would not be here for the five hundredth at four hundred. I know. And you know what? I'm not wrong about a lot of things, but if there's one thing that I'm consistently wrong about. It's uh, how far along in my career I'll be in any given year. Like, <laughs> definitely, definitely have underperformed. Uh, well, you know, very. You know, I wouldn't say I'm an overly confident person. Always have been in my, my career. Uh, amazingly, the one thing I can't get going. Here I am, 500 episodes of sitting next to this guy, fucking talking sports. Well, here's what we're gonna do this episode. Shoeless fucking Ruther. We'll talk a little sports. You guys left a bunch of great calls. I see YouTube is popping right now. We'll get to YouTube comments. This show is going to be a show within a show, kind of a look back on dirty sports. A retrospective? Yeah, a 500 episodes. So we're, we're going to kind of cover a variety of things, but I'm glad to be back. We were just talking about edibles. Uh, I almost didn't get led into a casino because I was so out of my mind in edibles this weekend. That's a first. I was so... what. Like, I don't even understand. What could you have possibly done? Why do you get so... I mean, you you turn into such a cougar. 
Like, we lost you when you fucking, when you get on edibles too much. I'm like, anybody see a fucking aircraft carrier around here? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just like. You know, I was pretty good, you know, during the wedding reception. I was dancing. The lights were insane. Did uh, Remix to Ignition play? No. Do you think Remix to Ignition is canceled now, Wes? Yeah. You want to hear something you funny? You think so? The night before, playing at my wedding. I asked my buddy's. So it's thriller. <laughs> I asked my buddy's wife. You bring up a, oh, you bring up a great point. Let's get to that. I asked my buddy's wife Thursday night we had dinner, and I asked her that. I said, "Who's in charge of the DJ playlist?" And she said uh, that my buddy was, who's getting married. And I was like, "Well, you so should- there wasn't no DJ, or there, there was a DJ. There was but a DJ. Somebody was in charge of the playlist." And then I straight up asked her, "Will Ignition Remix be played?" And she said, "No." And I said, why? And she's like, come on, Andy. And I'm like, what do you mean, come on? You, we all knew, all, you know, and then it gets into that debate. We've all known all along. Right. But here is where the hypocrisy comes. And I didn't think about it until you said it. They did not play Ignition Remix, but they had no problem playing Billie Jean. Yeah. I rest my case. I mean, dude, Finding Neverland, we were talking about it before, before this is on. I don't think Michael Jackson is going to get canceled. Like, I think people... And when I was watching it, I remembered, and I said this, uh, I forget who I was watching it with, but I said, there's no star that's on that level. There's no star that's on Michael Jackson's level right now. Like, if you say, oh, like, oh, the Kardashians have so many followers, and Lady Gaga, like, it is not... If there had been Twitter in 1980, Michael Jackson's Twitter number for followers would have just said all. It yeah. just said everybody. And he's just too big. He's too big to get canceled. I'm not canceling him. And I'll just be but honest. You're, but you're not canceling R. Kelly. I'm not either. See, the thing with R. Kelly is like, I canceled R. Kelly a long time ago. But You, you don't listen to R. Kelly at all. But Remix gets a pass. You know what I mean? Remix to Ignition it's just like so it's like, like in the Smithsonian. So hold on. So I believe I can fly doesn't get a pass. Nothing gets a pass. I took I took uh World's Greatest, which was on one of my fucking mass big time playlists. It it was removed. But when we can't cancel Ignition, we can cancel R. Kelly. Why are you removing it because of all the awful things R. Kelly did? Just because I, the same way I don't need a subway anymore. Like I don't need to think about it in my daily life. I don't need to think about the R. Kelly. Like, yeah, we knew before, but now we know a lot more. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need to go to Subway and be sitting there and be like, I just wanted a turkey club. But remember that one dude jerking off to fucking, <laughs> like, it's just too much. Before there was, uh, you know, plausible deniability. It was just like, uh, he pissed on a chick, right? <laughs> we got jokes. And now I'm like, fuck, I don't want to think about that. Like, you know, he was scouting at high schools. Like he had a he had guys with stopwatches and clipboards, like the, like it was the combine. Yeah, he was watching fourteen year old girls run. Wild! Like, Look, she's flying. She got a backpack on. I mean, she she's carrying extra weight. You know what's never mentioned? And I'm strong just strong legs. I'm strong, just gonna say bearing hips. God, this is this is cla- by the way. This is vintage dirty sports. This is why we've gone five hundred episodes. We're going down a deep rabbit hole of R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, who should and shouldn't be canceled. This is why I love the show. This is why I love you guys for supporting us. Because uh, these are the episodes, Joe, that and the, makes it. And, and but, the thing about Michael Jackson is, 
when you watch Finding Neverland and look, we can go, you know, we can go down the whole wormhole too of was, you know, what these kids are out for money and blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about that beforehand. But if this shit is true, he was doing the whole other thing. He's taking these kids to the moon so he can lick their buttholes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, he's not just he's not just like, hey, I'm R. Kelly and you want to be an R&B star. He's like, yo, do you want to be Do you want to be Han Solo in the next Star Wars? Because George Lucas is at my house with a monkey. And he's like, I love fucking. Yeah. He's like, great, let me lick your butthole. Like, <laughs> I told you. A I, whole other level. I can't remember if it's an old Dave Chappelle or Cat Williams bit that talks about that. Where the joke is, let me get this straight. He's going to bring me over. We're going to ride fun amusement park rides all day. Yeah. Then he's going to get me drunk. Then he's going to suck my dick. It's, it's like, not even like, it's like that sounds like a fun park. night. He's taking it to the next level. He's like, oh, you're not going to be in the movie. I talked to George Lucas. You're not going to be in the movie. We just got you a Millennium Falcon, though. It's the first ever actual intergalactic spaceship. I had my people make it. You have a spaceship. And this kid's like, I have the, I have the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, let me lick your butt. Like, it's ridiculous. You know what's crazy about the R. Kelly part, though, which I wanted to say, if we go back to that, no one's talked about this. R. Kelly only targeted like unattractive women for the most part. And I'm not trying to be an asshole. I mean, it, but that's, that's just, no, you're no, just no, saying no. he has bad taste. Dude, if you watch Surviving R. Kelly. R. Kelly did a 40-part, two-hour and 15-minute song about being stuck inside a closet. Like, R. Kelly doesn't like have any sense of reality like he see, he saw those women he had the fucking jack black you know disease in that movie where he saw one thing other people saw everything else the dude is a lunatic yeah it's crazy though man also michael jackson was having sex with young boys who were like wannabe michael jackson's he's having sex with mini me's of himself that's super well you again i haven't seen it because i just got back into town today but you said the theme is that michael jackson was eating little boys buttholes he was big into doing the uh he he and the guy from uh back what is it backroom casting couch um they have very similar approaches first things first lean over bend over spread your butt cheeks let me have a fucking gander (laughs) that that's like first things first like you know, uh, what are you doing here? You can make one to five thousand dollars, <laughs> and let me see your butt, your butthole. Yeah, you got to watch it. It's wild. It's wild. To me, my thing is, I was playing judge last night. I'm just like, I get it. I've seen all the evidence. I've read everything. I've seen everything that's claiming these guys lied and whatever. But my thing is like, how many dudes are just gonna make up the same shit for money? When you were like a super nice guy to them. There's smoke, there's fire. That seems crazy to me. I feel like I'm a, I don't even think I'm a super nice guy to people. I've never taken anybody to an amusement park. I've never taken anybody anywhere. Like I'm just, I just feel like I'm a, you know, kind of shake your hand kind of guy. I don't think there's five comics that would come out and be like, yeah, he raped me. Now that he's a big star, he raped me. (laughs) Like what? Like even if they all decided, like I don't think there's, there's probably two. There's not five. Again, if there's smoke, there's fire, kind of like 9-11. Yeah, exactly. Which, on this 500th episode, we should remind everybody that you are responsible for. <laughs> I was setting you up for that, Joe. We, uh, I, I can't wait for... I'm definitely not going to be here for episode 911, but I hope my replacement 
Makes a solid Andy Ruther did this episode joke. Look at the transformation my apartment has made since episode one. Yeah. Then we were with Sideshow Network. You had had walls in here before that were the color of, um, they were like, we painted them white at one point, but then there was a fire in here that killed people. Yeah. They turned like a beige gray and we decided to keep them. You were like, we're good. Yeah, this place was a whole different world. I can't believe I came here to do the podcast when it was the way it was. That's just a testament to how little you really get out. You're like, it's happening in my place. It's not happening. Your place is a bomb shelter. Well, that's where we'll be. <laughs> and here we are, Joe. Look at the smut studio. I feel like you should thank the dirt balls. I feel like they're basically solely responsible for you turning around your life. No, you, there's a you, there, there's you a had to you had to get this place pretty so you get you know lights and you could have whatever you were like if we're gonna do this for real if I'm gonna put this on YouTube can't be living in a fucking no homeless shoebox I 100 percent give a lot of credit to Dirt Balls I love all these amazing bobbleheads behind me the pictures you guys so when you're wondering me. where your Patreon money went it went to turn this guy into an adult no no, no I didn't use, I didn't <laughs> just kidding. I didn't use any of it for that but I do appreciate all the amazing things you guys have sent me uh, I love it. It has helped enhance the place, but I also decided, hey, I'm turning my goddamn apartment into a podcast studio. Forever, bro. (laughs) Forever. So we have a bunch of calls. We have a bunch of comments. I'm sure Aaron's mandolin the comment. Mandolin? That's what Michael Jackson does to small boys. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's called mandolin. He's like where I handle you, but I'm a man and you're not. He's handling the... uh, the comment board. Do we want to go to any comments? Do we want to go to any calls now? Do we want to jump into sports? What do we Why want to do? Why don't we bang out uh, the, you know, th- I feel like we have like three sports stories. We'll bang those out. Maybe then we go to comments from Aaron. We wrap it up with some calls. I mean, it's it's not going to be as quick as you think, though. No, I know. Okay. But I'm just. All right. Let's, let's mow through some sports news. First of all, the Lakers are a fucking disaster. Wow. Of all, I'm actually amazed that that's where you started, but let's do it. Like, Bryce Harper's got to be the big news, right? Uh, Since you left. But that's okay. Lakers are a disaster. We are uh, we are in Los Angeles. They're not making the playoffs. We are LeBron. I'm a LeBron James fanboy. You're a LeBron James convert. Uh, we're, we're de- convert. We're definitely a, like, pr- we're definitely like, a pro. Like I, was, like I went into fucking prison with the name Andy Ruther, and yeah. I left fucking Elijah Muhammad or yeah. some shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're not – they're – I mean – it's actually almost completely over. It's almost officially they've almost officially been eliminated. They have a one percent chance. Those those uh, percentages are always horrific. If you think if they did this a hundred times, they wouldn't get in five times. I think they would. Those percentages are always dumb. But it's getting it's it's almost over. And I gotta say, we have talked. I think there's a lot of people to blame here. Um, the Lakers roster, which isn't that good. And has never been that good. And was a debacle uh, before LeBron James got here. I think LeBron James and his people, I said this from the beginning, you're basically giving up your basketball legacy, the end potential of it for, I, I said, I can't believe we'd ever come to Los Angeles. This was clearly a decision that was the, the most important thing wasn't basketball. And now he has to deal with that. Um, I blame. I didn't blame Luke Walton before 
you were like, they got to fire Luke Walton. And I, and what did I say? Who do you replace him with? And I'm actually at the point after I watched a game where Rajon Rondo took 12 threes, I was like, Oh, actually now they do have to replace Luke Walton. Like Rajon Rondo is playing 40 minutes a game and shooting 12 threes. There was a time where Rajon Rondo wouldn't be allowed to take 12 shots, field goals and free throws combined without immediately being sent to the bench. Now he's shooting three pointers the whole game. Uh, Luke Walton is lost. And uh, is that about cover it? Is that about everybody that there is to blame? You're not putting anything on LeBron. No, I did. I, I said LeBron. Yeah, okay. I did say LeBron. I said LeBron and his team choosing a terrible. And then obviously LeBron's, LeBron getting hurt. Yeah. He missed, what, 18 games? Yeah. And the thing about LeBron and being like the leader of the Lakers is this Lakers team. Did you put any blame on Magic Johnson? Because it has to go there too. What? But here's the thing. Why? Yes, it does because their race, their their roster sucks. You're 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 behind the scenes. You're putting the team together. That that Anthony Davis trade is a fucking disaster. Sounds like New Orleans didn't want to trade Anthony Davis. Now everybody has in the last week decided that no one wants to play with LeBron James. That's been a big thing I've heard. Like Colin Coward say last week. That's which, bu- that's which, bullshit. Which to me is that's hilarious. total bullshit. Which to me is hilarious because you either. This is it's just like the Trump thing. People simultaneously think Trump is illiterate and that he's in a 30-year relationship with Russia as a double agent. Then <laughs> that like no one's noticed. Like you have to pick a lane. But either the Lakers not getting Anthony Davis at the trade deadline even though Anthony Davis made it clear that he wanted to come to the Lakers and they dangled the entire team in front of them. Yeah, you could put that on Magic Johnson, but also you have to pick a lane then. Then obviously Anthony Davis did want to play with LeBron James, correct? Like I think we can all agree. Yeah, of course. Anthony Davis was trying to come to Lakers and the Pelicans were like, fuck you. And of course, if that trade doesn't go through, the young guys on the team are going to totally melt down. That's part of doing the deal. That's why I said when they were trying to do that deal, limit the amount of guys you're offering and offer um, offer future. Offer way beyond when LeBron's here even because that includes less personalities in your trade offer. And who gives a fuck about your draft picks after LeBron James retires? You're the Lakers. Figure it out then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, like that didn't help LeBron with the team. The injury. People are all over LeBron's defense. I mean, the guy on offense is still playing at what otherwise would be considered an MVP candidate level on offense. And people are like trying to pr- pretend that he's not like you can clearly see he's not healthy in terms of like cutting quickly. When you're when he's on offense, he's controlling the pace and where he's cutting and what he's doing. On defense, the idea of you're guarding this guy and then this guy goes to the basket, you have to jump over there. Like that's literally how you re-injure a groin. Like making a cut you didn't know you had to make. So also if you look at LeBron James defense statistically, he's a top twenty defender in the NBA. Statistically, by defensive rating. So it's not like he's horrific. Um but I put it on LeBron James in the sense that just like every like two weeks ago this time last year. 
Everybody's like, the Cavs are done. They just got blown out. They just lost by 40 to the Celtics. It's over. They're going to be a fucking AT. They're going to lose, blah, blah, blah. They get in the playoffs. They're whatever. They still fucking manage to run through everybody, and there they are. The problem with this year is it doesn't matter if LeBron figures it out this week and they hit they hit that stride. They're, if they don't get in, it doesn't matter. Well, the bigger problem is they're losing to shit teams. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. You can lose to the... It doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. It matters that you they're can, losing games. You can lose to the Bucs. You can't be losing to the but if Suns. They had, if they had beat the Bucs and lost to the Suns, it'd be a fucking different story. But they played a great game against the Bucs, lost, then lost to the Suns. I'm seeing lots of RIPs in the comment section on YouTube. To who? The dirtballs are just going through people who have left the show, oh, people who are no longer mentioned. Unbelievable! It's a, it's a it's a deep dive. That's amazing. Okay, let's. So basically, I blame everybody involved at this point, including the coach who I didn't before, including LeBron to some point, who I still don't. You know, I barely blame for anything. They're a disaster, Brino. They were looking at signing Carmelo. What does that say? I look. I've said that was a disaster forever. It like. In a little bit of defense of them, they didn't sign Carmelo. It's like the the Broncos were going to trade for Colin Kaepernick. Well, they didn't, so they didn't sign Carmelo. Maybe they should have signed Carmelo. Who knows? I know one thing. I'd actually rather Carmelo take in 12 threes in a game than Rajon Rondo. If that's your offensive strategy, dude, Get in your dad's teepee and fucking smoke till your brain explodes. What the fuck are you doing? Look, they've had injuries too. Stevenson's not around. Lonzo's not around. Not like these guys are fucking changing the game, but it's a, it's a world, shit show. World of shit. It's a, it's a yeah. giant shit show. It's a Lakers shit show. All right, you want to get to this Bryce Harper deal? I mean. It's a terrible, no, you know, I'm just going to come out. And I haven't even, I was, you know, I've been gone since Thursday. Literally have not looked at shit worth of sports. Was busy doing all this wedding stuff. My initial reaction, it's a terrible deal for Philly. It's a dog shit deal. It's a do- uh, dude, he, it's not, it's $330 million. He turns 26. What are the odds of him playing that deal well? Even for eight years. Not very good. Even for eight. But, it, so here's the thing. It really depends. It's not a great deal. Okay. Okay? He, let, let me say this. If the New York Mets had signed Bryce Harper for 13 years, $330 million, I would have vomited. I would have physically thrown up. I would have been like, holy fucking shit. What are they doing? I would have puked all over myself, actually. And I would have been like, we are fucked. Yeah. We better get somehow a World Series because one World Series in the next 13 years is the only one is the only way that this is worth it because the Mets are a dumpster fire when it comes to money. If they gave $330 million to one guy, they're not signing anybody else ever again, ever. And he's not good enough to deserve that money. 
But if the New York Yankees had signed him, I'd have been like, what do they give a fuck? You know? Oh, it doesn't go. It, they, it, he, he takes the biggest shit in history, and he's what? Hideki Arabu? He's whoever. They just go, and they just go, fuck, I guess we're signing. I guess we're trading for Manny Machado now that his deal is blown up. I guess we're fucking, I guess we got to get Mookie Betts. If the Phillies keep signing people, I guess good for them. If this hinders them this much from pulling the trigger on any other player, then yes, it's a horrific deal. It's too long. There's no trade clause. There's no opt-out. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. And he had a one and a half war last year. Well, that's what I want to get to. In his MVP season, his war was 10. This is what I find interesting. So it was 10, right? I believe, how many seasons has he played? I believe he's six full at this point. I think I saw a stat that said his other three seasons around that MVP season combined to 18 for war. So my point is this. Las, they won 80 games last year, Philly. Las Vegas has now set the Phillies over under, at least when he initially signed, at 89 and a half. So this is my argument. And, I, and I'm not, you're probably more up to date to me than all the other transactions that Philadelphia has done in the offseason. But my point is this. If his war was 10 in his MVP season, and Vegas has now moved the odds from 80 to 89 and a half. That basically is saying Vegas is saying from 80 to 89 and a half? Yes. Yeah. I know I know when it came out. Again, okay. that could have changed. I okay. remember seeing that on TV or reading that on a tweet or something. My argument is this. They're basically saying Bryce Harper is worth nine and a half wins for the Phillies. And I'm saying, yeah, during his MVP season, and just like you're saying, his war was one and a half last year. So I'm saying if you want to bet and you can get it at 89 and a half, hit the fucking under on that. To me, that's absurd. He's not worth nine. Bryce I mean, Harper- I don't, I don't, for, well, so there's a, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. One, uh, He's not worth nine wins. One, I think Fuck they no. do win 89 games. You do. You two, disagree. Two, uh, if, it was, if it was 80 before, that was too low. They've, they got Real Muto. They fucking, no, I'm saying they won 80 games last year. Right. But I'm saying they've had, they've had a ridiculous offseason. Okay. Yeah. They've had a ridiculous offseason, and it was all capped by Bryce Harper. The thing is, if that keeps you from making a move... Like, if the Phillies are still in on Mike Trout when he becomes a free agent, fine. Fuck it. Great. You just pissed away $330 million. Good for you. You don't care. That's fine. If the Phillies were thinking about maybe trying to get Mike Trout before, and now they're out simply because, like, we have Harper. We spent $330 million on him. We'll get a lower great outfielder. We don't need two MVPs in the outfield to compete. It's fine. Then they lost the deal because... Bryce Harper is that number is probably on all of those people adding. Okay, fair but, enough. But here's the thing: the Phillies are going to be good. Bryce Harper is going to hit 45 home runs there because it's a band box. But last year, I think he hit, he hit 249. He had a one and a half WAR in 156 games. I'm going to bet the under on 45. You, you should consider Philly. He'll hit 45 home runs there. But if Everything else isn't around that. 
If he hits 249 with 45 bombs and 95 RBI, you could go out and get a guy who's going to hit 285 with 29 home runs and 95 RBI for half that money in that ballpark. So what the fuck are we talking about? It's an absurdly long and expensive deal. It just depends on whether or not they're like, fuck it, we're just big spenders forever now. He's, I'm, as a Mets fan, I'm like, I kind of love it. Maybe you guys win one. I mean, I never want to say Philly, great, Philly won one, but like, the second half of this contract, if, unless they're just going to spend forever, is going to be horrific for them. Yeah, I agree. I, I joked about Jason Hayward. You know, he had, he had less war than Jason Hayward last year. I don't know where Bryce – here's the thing. I don't know where Bryce Harper ranks in war last year because ESPN only goes through the top 200 players. You know what he should have done? And I, I get that he goes for the guaranteed money. But let's look at the Dodgers' offer. Four years, 45 mil each year. So you're talking $180 million. He wanted the biggest contract ever. Or did Scott Boris? Who knows? Or did Scott Boris told him, and Scott Boris but my, convinced but him my, and his but wife. But my point is this. My point is this. Looking at all the factors, I get it. You you take the three thirty, but you take the four year, hundred eighty million dollars for the Dodgers deal. You're going to play in L.A. Where would you rather play, L.A. or Philadelphia? I mean, that's a pretty easy fucking answer, right? And then you Philadelphia can, fans were already talking about spitting on him and booing him. The day he signed because they thought he wasn't going to sign. But that's my point. Then you can also... Again, he's only 26. Then he can basically do another big contract. If he's, In, but unless he, he knows, sucks. like we know, that he he already had his peak. That he turns in... That he's already a defensive liability. That he's not going to get better than he was and just like having freakish raw power at 20 years old. Maybe the guys have gotten the fucking book on him and they know that if you buzz him outside and hard, he's not going to fucking kill you like the Mets pitchers have done the last couple years. But fuck, dude, Matt Harvey owned Harper. The the Mets staff fucking owns Harper. I've never been scared of Harper. Not not for one day. Yeah. He'll hit a he'll hit a home run off you that goes a million feet. But at the end of the game, I'm not like, oh God, here comes Harper. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Pound him hard and away. Like if he knows <laughs> Yeah, that's a do? Michael Jackson. Pound uh, him hard and away. Yeah. Turn over turn around, Bryce Harper, pull open your butt cheeks. Um, we're gonna pound you hard and away. No, he's gonna lick that butthole, yeah. apparently. Um to me, I, I gotta say, like if the Mets had signed him, I would have puked. If the Yankees signed him, I would have puked because I'd have been like, they don't give a shit. They'll turn him into a fucking first baseman or a DH. They they love spending money. I mean, they're crying poor now. The Yankees are pretending like they don't want to buy every single player. But if the Red Sox got him, I'd be like, fuck. Because then he's going to place. But if Philly makes one decision on a future player and takes into consideration how much Bryce Harper is making, it's a win for me as a Mets fan. If we had signed him for that money, I would have vomited. That would have been the equivalent of the Knicks being like, we're getting Melo back and we're going to rebuild. I'd have been like, what? I'd have had a physical reaction. So I know Phillies fans out there, they're so fucking excited and this is the greatest thing. Here's the other part of it that has to be discussed. 
I think they sold 220,000 tickets or something like that since he signed. So it is a different sport in that first things first, you got to sell. I mean, I guess if they make all that money, they're not going to make all that money back. $330 million is a lot to make back. But in the short term, if they make a lot of it back selling tickets, maybe they can justify it. Yeah. You know? Maybe they can. it can pay for itself. To me, though, basically everything is on value. They didn't get good value. They they straight up they got very bad value, and he's he's already said DC in an interview. He said he wants to bring a championship to DC. I'm like, dude, he did not want to be in fucking Philly. It's kind of great in a way. I'm not rooting for the guy to fail, except that he's on the Phillies now and he's playing against the Mets. But like, I'm not rooting for him to have a failure as a life, but I am rooting for him to fail. When you're talking about value, you know where you can get great value. Sick it. It's the only place I go for great ticket value. And, and you know, we're talking about 500 episodes. SeatGeek has been with us for the majority of those 500 episodes. I believe you can go back to September of 2015 when our good friends at SeatGeek started supporting us here at the Dirty Sports Podcast. And you guys should show your support of them by download this, downloading, classic Rutherism, fucking up an ad read, downloading the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY because you get 10% off your first ticket purchase. Joe, we will be using SeatGeek when we head out next week. It's just around the corner. We're talking baseball. We'll be in spring training, the Cactus League. We're going to be using those SeatGeek promo codes to get some amazing tickets to watch some spring training baseball. Three games, three games in two days. I was just thinking about it when I was getting that beer. I wonder how many things we've personally used SeatGeek for. Since they came on board in 2015, I mean, think about all spring training baseball games, Dodgers games, Mets, Dodgers we went, uh, playoff game. We went to a March Madness. We saw Buddy Heald play. Yeah, I lost a lot of money on that game. Oregon, uh, yeah, down in at the pond, down at the pond. We went uh, that that legendary Monday Night Football game, Rams Chiefs. How many Rams games have you been to using Seeky? Uh, Notre Dame SC this year for the undefeated season. I've seen some Cincinnati Reds games in Cincinnati using Seeky. Yeah. It's amazing. So, guys, like I just said, everyone gets $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And I'm sending out a bunch of koozies tomorrow to dirtballs that have used promo code DIRTY so thanks for your patience on that. I'm back in town, obviously. I'll get those out tomorrow. I want to do, before we get to all the dirty sports in-house stuff with the dirt balls and the calls and the comments, we got to get some love to our boy Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. He's making a huge push to get on Monday Night Football. And I love it. I and, love it. And I was, I was saying before the show, they're going to let a guy named Booger do it. They may as well let fucking Pat McAfee do it. What are his what are his hashtags? What's his like I know he's doing like he should have done let Pat Monday Night Football, but he's got two. He's he got he doesn't have the quite the 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 flair for branding as I do. He's got hashtag McAfee for Monday Night Football, and that's M C A F E E, the actual number four, Monday Night Football, and then also hashtag do the right thing ESPN. So he got up to number three trending today. In the entire country, it was literally like Luke Perry dies, Pat McAfee. Yeah. 
Well, go on there and support him. Uh, you know, use that. It would be good. It would be good to have a friend of the show as one of the guys in the booth on Monday Night Football. Yeah, he's a punter. He loves he loves jorts. Uh, he was a fantastic guest on the show. He'll bring he'll bring stuff like the Adam Venetieri, uh, you know, battalion war room stories to Monday Night Football. If you're gonna let a guy named Booger get in a fucking crane, let a guy who played in the league. Who's actually got some personality to it, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Let Pat McAfee. That doesn't help. That just lets him be himself. But you know what I'm going for. Also, add a let him do something hashtag to it, just in honor of the dirty sports. Yeah. Let Pat MNF. And I've said this even before he started doing this. You can go back in the last few months. I've said I thought he'd be a great replacement on Monday Night Football. Dare I say another dirty sports bump. I'm just saying. Yeah. He comes on our show. He's now making a push. I've, I've been hearing talk of Peyton Manning, too. I'm not I'm mad guess, at I'm saying in terms two, of two, two former, former Colts, Colts, plus, you know, plus just get a uh, you know broadcaster in there with them. It'd be a pretty good booth. Yeah. Peyton can keep it serious, but he's a pretty funny guy. Get like McAfee. Vinatieri's like his gun salesman could be the sideline reporter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get the whole thing set up. still be Booger. Booger just has to always be holding a... Adam Venetieri gun. Like yeah. He's like in a little fucking hunting chair. The problem is ESPN's clueless. Stand. ESPN, ESPN's still these big corporations. Well, you know who the Vegas uh, odds on favorite is to do it, right? Who? Uh, Jessica Mendoza. Oh, yeah. She's she, got that. She does, she does such, a, such a good job with baseball, even though she didn't play baseball. They're like, fuck it. Let's just let her do football. She yeah. didn't play football either. She's played as many games of the NFL as she has in Major League Baseball. That's a good point. She's played as much football as she says baseball. Let's just let her do it. Yeah. So that's, a great that's point. apparently who they're going for. Jessica Mendoza. It's going to be Let Mendoza Monday night. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Why does why is Witten going why is Jason Witten going back though? Um, I think he got trolled off of TV. He's the first person to ever get trolled back into risking yeah. permanent brain damage. I mean, it's safe to say that maybe he already has CTE because he couldn't handle like Twitter replies. Yeah, without being like, "Fuck it, I'll play again." Um, yeah, three and a half million for Witten to come back. It's just a kind of a wild deal, too. I guess maybe you can't pay for that. You can't put a price on leadership. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think Witten, I think this is going to be a bad move for Witten, too. Just like, should have just stuck with it or, I don't know, gone on to something. Else. But, like, I don't I don't think this is going to work out in the end. It's going to be more CTE than it is. Although I did say in a tweet the other day, and this is true, as a Giants-Mets fan, I'm more scared of what Witten's going to do against my team next year than what Bryce Harper's going to do against my team. Truly. I'm truly more scared of like two huge Witten third downs against the Giants than I am whatever Matt, uh, whatever Bryce Harper does in 18 games against the Mets. But Nick Foles, Nick Foles off to what Jacksonville? Yeah, I think we all saw that coming. Yeah, this has been like the it, we all saw it coming so much that I don't know how I don't know how Philadelphia wasn't able to turn it into. A, like a trade. Yeah. Seems like Jacksonville would have taken him at 
franchise price, you know sure. what I mean? Or whatever. I don't know. Can we hear what Jalen Ramsey has to say about his new quarterback? Safe to say that he um, is biased toward the Jags quarterback since he he was a fucking Bortles fan. Yeah. Do you uh, like that move for them? You think you're, you're a Foles guy at this point? You're I'm also a, f- a Foles convert. You're a LeBron convert. You're no, a Foles no, convert. Hold on. I'm a Foles guy, but I remember what I said last episode. Yeah, just I'm with a, the Eagles. I'm a Foles guy in the Eagles system. I said the you know, he hadn't done much outside the Eagles, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if they can get that defense back... That that was the thing with Bortles is like y- your defense is so goddamn good. The my first question is always, can this guy win a Super Bowl under? Like it's a yes or no. Yeah. If everything lines up right, can this guy win a Super Bowl? I've never had Bryce uh Bryce Blake Bortles. I've never had Bryce Harper. In hold theater, on, but I've never had Blake Bortles in the yes. Hold on a second. I hate to cut you off. The, we. I, the phone line is just off the chains right now. We got off we got, the chains. We got we, off the chains. It's off. Uh, it's off the hook right now. We got to we got to decide who we're gonna take calls first. I see both. Not only Ray Lewis, but also Stephen A. Smith are on the line to congratulate us on our 500th episode. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I don't know who you want to take first. If you want to take, Ray- I mean, I we haven't gotten the calls yet. Okay, I think we should wait for those guys. Okay, we'll get we'll get them when we do calls. Okay. We'll get to Stephen A. and Ray Lewis when we get the calls. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll get it. we're going to get a call from a few people because Ray Ray hopped in the comment section on YouTube. I just because I saw a bunch of cap, bunch of you know caps and also knife emojis. So I was like, right. oh shit, Ray's here. Ray has walked into the building. You want to get to some calls? Sure, let's do it. Let's let's throw on the old headphones and let's uh, you know we we got to we got to do the we got. Standing on my wire, Andy. Am I? Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. Do we have the original Dirtball Call song, Andy? Do I have this? You know what? I don't feel like looking for it. Is that disrespectful for episode 500, Prano? Um, not really. It seems about right. Couldn't find it. Moved on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I don't. I, I have too many damn files on my uh, computer. Okay, let's just get to the calls. Yeah, that's the next thing you got to clean up. We got to take a screenshot of your fucking your desktop is just it's a disaster. Your desktop looks like a detective's fucking you know corkboard. It's just like a million things pinned up to it. All all you're missing is like red yarn linking them all together. Okay. Somewhere Kaiser Sose is hiding on your desktop. Okay, so we have a lot of calls. And uh, I'll just start mowing through them, and I don't even know if I've screened all these. So let's let's see let's see what the Dirtball Fam has to say. This is Nick calling from the inside of a FedEx office of Woodford, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and my favorite show memory is when Yoshi almost killed a homeless man on Mildred. Thanks. All right, thank you, Nick, calling from a FedEx facility. I don't know and- if he's an employee or if he's just waiting online to ship a package but hopefully the package he's shipping is driving gloves for yoshi so so he doesn't fucking run anybody over that's an all-time dirty sport he say moment. he i think he said when he almost hit somebody yeah he did hit somebody i witnessed the whole thing <laughs> yeah i said we should have had yoshi on uh for the 500th but apparently he's in like a sensory deprivation tank i think he's out of the country right now yeah, they're doing it in Sweden these days, so they don't have to go through the rigmarole of 
you know, having him sign certain forms. I think if he, I think if he dies in Sweden, he just dies. If he dies, he dies. That was a classic moment that you missed, Prano. I mean, I was here, right? Wasn't I? Was there? No. Was that an episode? You were out of town. Yeah, I, mean, I must have called in because I remember I I got it when it right as it happened. Like I got the story. I mean, Yoshi. Or maybe I listened to it. I was in a vehicle. Not likely. I don't listen to a lot of them. Dude, when he hit that homeless guy, it was slow motion for me. Watching him fly off the bike and watching the bike fly, but then also watching the reaction of everyone around. And then when we went on top of my garage, us looking down, Yoshi was so freaked out. He was so freaked out to give the guy money. And I just said, no, we're not giving the fucking guy. What what are we going to do? Give him money for what? You hit him. He shouldn't have been riding that close. He was riding like an asshole. God knows what drugs he was on. I, mean, I should uh, give him a couple dollars, though. I mean, you know what? I know I sound like an asshole, and I think I do have sympathy at times for people, but the problem around here with these people is that a lot of them chose this life. Now, I don't have any stats to back that up, <laughs> but you see it. No, yeah, of course. Venice is the Venice is the capital of people just moving to Venice, living on the streets. Yeah. A lot of people, other you know, homeless people like, Fell on hard times. A lot of people here were like, "I got a tent." Like, yeah, what? I, I don't understand. That's that's a part. That's like an item in a plan. No, that's my plan. I have a tent. All right, let's get through a few. We'll do a few of these, and we'll go to we'll we'll mix it up with this and uh, YouTube. Are you keeping track, Aaron? At all? Do we do we have any YouTube comments? Got a lot of a uh, lot of RIPs. Seems like a lot of. Uh... That seems to be the theme now. Yeah. Oh well, let, let, run down some RIPs. What are the standouts? I'm sure that those will spur a lot of, you know, fun memories as well. We got R.I.P. the homeless dude Yoshi ran down. Yeah, of course. R.I.P. Pegger chick. Whoa, dude, we should call her. I still have her number. That's so good. That's the girl from San Francisco. Yeah. What if I called her live? Really going for it on 500. Should I call her? Yeah, I think you should. I mean, I'm not going to weigh in. I don't. I don't want to be involved in this. Is this Peg, is that pegging situation? Is, is that illegal to put her on the podcast? Yes, it's illegal in the state of California to record somebody's mm. phone without them without their knowledge. I don't know how the deal is with live streaming their phone call without their knowledge. It's basically the same thing without their express written consent of Major League Baseball. Okay, so let, let's hold off on that one. Okay. Wait a second, you're a fucking almost a lawyer, basically. I mean, look at the guy; he has no clue. What's What's your legal advice on calling the pegger right now? He's like, go for I, it, bro. <laughs> I want, yeah, I, want, I mean, probably not smart. I want to say go for it, but I think I want, it's, I want, it's risky. Okay, it's risky. That's all I want to hear. Yeah. I want, I want to hear sound legal advice. It's risky. How many times do you think he's? I'm gonna- giving you sound legal advice. I told you it's illegal in the state of California. Okay. You're coming to the fucking intern who's like, uh, I don't know, kind of want to see you do it, but also it's risky. What is this? A fucking? What is this like? Smokey the Bears like fire report? Orange risky. I'm telling you, this shit's illegal, bro. Okay. All right. What else we got? Fucking uh, with wolves. R.I.P. Ruther's, Ruther's threesome with Israeli flight attendants. Well, why is there a- R.I.P.? I think I don't know if that's dead. Yeah, bro, this isn't dead. These 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 are the comments. These I, ex- the RIPs. I ex- to quote one of my favorite movies, Naked Gun. I exchanged bl- bodily fluids with one of them just a few months ago. So for the record, that thing is still alive. A possible redo. Actually, you know what? I'll just say this on air. I think I told Prano this. You guys want to hear something crazy? I had a dream the other night. I did tell you. Oh, don't! I don't think you should share this. <laughs> Why? Because it, 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 it's too weird. 
it wasn't it that you had you I had a dream that I had a, three- a threesome with the Israeli flight attendants and Tug and Tommy. No, 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 no. that wasn't the dream. Ah, that's the, what you the, told me. No, <laughs> the dream was that I I had the Israeli flight attendants. That's again. Tug Coker, by the way. By the way, for Tug was mentioned purposes. Hold on, let me tell you my fucking dream, Brandon, because you're ma- messing it up. The dream was that I was having a threesome with Israeli flight attendants, and I was at Tug's house, which I've never been to, and. Tommy was there, but they weren't in the room. They, they. Here's what happened. Your dream. By the way, you're dreaming of threesomes and being in Tug's house. You're like, I've never been. It's sort of a dream of mine to go. It's right behind fucking two chicks at once. Two chicks at once, man. And Tug came home with his wife, and he was the first one. Though he comes in like the bedroom, he's like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, my wife's here. She's gonna be coming in any second. You so you're be- at Tug's house without Tug there. Yeah, having sex. In this is a layered. I mean, what did Crash say about this at your weekly therapy session? He's like, "Man, sounds like you want to fuck Tug, man. You should go lay down in a puddle." <laughs> <laughs> why you? Why you got to bring Crash into this? Bro? I just now, I just now think of Crash as your therapist. He's like, "Man, you know, Crash is amazing. Sounds like you want to have sex with those two dudes from now. We're talking, bro. Anyway." Got your tub set up. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Crash didn't say on that episode of Dent Report. You know who was one of the OG guys when he first opened in two thousand one? Robert Downey Jr. Wow! And he get this: Robert Downey Jr. was doing a lot of drugs down here. Shocking in Venice. He used to crash at a buddy's place in Venice. This is like early two thousands, pre Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. was one of the first people to do. Heroin and also full lab. <laughs> so the original OGs. So he said Robert Downey Jr. used to always come to the float lab in Venice, and he goes, "We became cool." And he would call me at like crazy times at night, like three, four a.m. And he goes, "Then he gets Iron Man. He was still doing float lab. He blows up. He had like a huge Tonight Show appearance or something." And Robert was basically saying, "Dude, I'm going to give you a plug. I'm going to do a plug and say I've been doing this thing." And he never did it. Wow. And he thinks that his people, and I'm sure, were like, dude, do not mention whatever that weird float lab thing you've been doing on, they're going to think you're still on drugs, man. Right. And he never mentioned it. And now Rogan's mentioned it a million times. And that's what, he, that's, he said, that's what happened. Yeah. Crazy, though. I mean, also, Robert Town- once Robert Downey Jr. got uh, Iron, Man, Iron Man, Yeah. he was probably like, uh... Dude, it's a pool that it, like just build twelve of them in my yard. Like, who gives a fuck? I'm Iron Man. Yeah. Also, like, you know what? Put put a float lab on the Millennium Falcon that I have in the backyard that I bought off of Michael Jackson after he ate a kid's butthole in it. <laughs> That's the best purchase ever. Put a float lab in it. Okay, let's get to some more calls. What do we got here? Peyton Stolp. Let's get to it. Stolp. What's up, Joe and Andy? Peyton Stolp. From Omaha, Nebraska, calling live. Um, crazy! It's been five hundred episodes. It's been around since they were only in double digits. Um, Got to be my favorite memory is getting kicked out of a bar with Al and Jay Lloyd, uh, all because Gramps just decided to tell everyone that the three guys with the different states IDs were all together. So thanks for that one, Gramps. You fucking asshole. Uh, stay dirty, boys, and uh, as always, condoms are for the Chiefs and the Raiders. Go Broncos, baby. Yo, fool. I think that, that must have been in Cincy for your pitch. Yeah, that was the Cincinnati dirtball meetup. Yeah. 
That was great. Stolp's an OG. Stolp's a, a ranked. He's he's spent a few months on the polls, right? I believe so. He's got he's got to have he's got to have four or five poll rankings. Yeah, haven't seen much of him lately on social media. I see him. I see him. You're you've you've shut off. You've you've gone float lab on social media. No, I haven't. But I did really enjoy that tweet from the Dirtball today about. He's deciding how he wants to treat trolls, my yeah. way or your way. And I think I broke it down very easy. I said yours is, uh, you know, what did I say of yours? Yours is um, healthier. Healthier. Mine's more satisfying. Yeah. It's the crack cocaine of social media, destroying trolls. It's not good for you at all, but God, does it give you a rush? I haven't responded to an anonymous troll, like a mean troll, all year. I just send them that video Charlie Ryan made me. I now I've now just put a uh I've now put a basically like a time it's not even a time or like a responsibility. It's like I won't stop doing something that I was gonna do anyway to do it. Like there are times I'd be like, fuck this. I'm like in. Like the other day I was like in bed and I'm and I'm like trading messages with some fucking kid about the wall on Instagram, you know? And uh, I, I was explaining why all the drugs come through ports instead of, you know, through the desert. Because you can fill a truck with cocaine. You know? Yeah. You can't fill a 17-year-old Mexican kid's backpack with, like, all that much cocaine. Sure. So I was like, that's why the majority of drugs comes through ports and not through the fucking desert. And that's why having more ports isn't going to help us, more roads across the fucking border. A wall is fucking useless when it comes to drugs. And, it, and I go... Who do you think you carry more cocaine, a truck or a Mexican? And he literally goes, Mexicans are pretty fucking resilient, strong. I was like, this guy, like how fucking stupid, how stupid do you have to be to be arguing and go and like not give. And then I was like, you know what? Usually I would entertain this stupidity, just like take it to its, but I was like, I got to get up. Like, yeah. that's it. You're blocked. And now my block mute game is on like a level it's never been on before. Like you have three. If you're just repeating your stupid argument, you're out. Three strike rule. You're out. Like, yeah. it, like the uh, I was I was talking to a kid the other day who's like fucking talking about, uh, uh oh LeBron James and uh, you know the Utah Jazz. I think his name's Nate something like that. So I'm going back and forth with him. Here's the thing. One thing I'll do a lot. I'll fucking. I'll reply to strangers about their horrible, you know, if they if they come in under a, a tweet, but if you come into my mentions and you're a dirtball, I'll do sports shit with you, right? That's the beauty. That's why we exist 500 episodes. We're pretty good with our fans. We have conversations with them, meet tons of them in person. Guys send us shit. I'll go back and forth with like why this Bryce Harper contract's bad with you all day. All fucking day, right? But if you go completely fucking off the rails at this point, like this kid was like, I don't even fucking listen anymore because you guys slurp LeBron so much. I was like, well, if you don't even listen, what? who am I entertaining here? Yeah, You're blocked. You're muted. I don't even fucking listen anymore. Well, then what am I doing here? I agree. I 100%. The, I, I'll, I'll buy dirt balls, beers. I'll fucking yeah. drink. I'll talk basketball all day. I don't even fucking listen because you guys slurp. Oh, well, then I owe you absolutely nothing. You know, I, I say I owe dirtballs nothing, and truly I don't. But I'm like a little bit, you know? Like there's been some good moments on this show. The pitches, 
you know, a million fucking things that we've done. The dirtballs have sent us bobbleheads and gifts and hats. You know, I'm wearing a Blue Jays hat that fucking Garnett sent me. Like, guys will do some shit. But if you're like, I've never fucking done anything for you, plus I don't listen. Well, bye. I never got that move. I've never once tweeted, left a comment to somebody like, I don't watch your show anymore. I don't listen anymore. But you still do, by the way. Right. You still do. All right, let's get It was like, you predicted LeBron to go to the finals. I was like, anybody who listens to the show knows I've had the words to win the NBA championship this season. For Like, who doesn't? They're going to go to the... You said they were going to go to the finals. Do you listen? Not anymore because you slurp LeBron. Bye. I didn't... Fuck. So many dirtballs in here that are listening right now, live. I usually listen until you say LeBron James, then I tune out. Okay. See ya. By the way, that's really funny if you think about it. I stopped listening because you guys slurp LeBron James. He's been the best player in basketball for how many years? Are we just supposed to ignore him? Yeah. That's like saying, I stopped listening to you guys because you talk about the Patriots. You don't talk Rudy Gobert enough. Yeah. You, you talk about Tom Brady. You don't give Ricky Rubio his run on your show. Too much LeBron talk. Not enough Joe Ingles. Call me back when you're more in touch with the fucking Jazz, the sixth seed in the West. Wild how dumb people are. All right, let's get to some more calls. Hey, John, Andy's calling. Was wondering if you guys would be down guy? to something like saying homeless hot takes, where you go out, talk to homeless people, see what they sports hot takes they have. Thanks, keep up the good work. Bye. Thanks, what? Thanks, keep up the good work. Bye. Is that a new? I is that like it, a new young dirtball? You definitely know this, is, this kid. That's my, not you definitely know who it is, right? No, but Michael Jackson would love to eat this kid's butt. <laughs> Listen to how young he <laughs> That's is. That's what I'm saying. Listen to this. Hey, Joe and Andy's calling. Was wondering if you guys would be down to do something like. This is M. Burgess Jr. But, circa 2014. I know. This is you definitely know who it is. <laughs> you definitely know who it is. Um, I don't, I'm not even sure at this point I'm comfortable with making jokes about Michael Jackson licking specific children's butts. Uh, homo- I mean, I guess Michael Jackson's dead, so, so, so he wants not us to do your butt. homeless hot takes. I kind of love homeless hot takes. W- Here's what we should do: we would be I, a, we we, I, would, we I, would get killed so hard. I guess you know that, right? No, we wouldn't. Yeah, Why we would we? Would. Yeah, we would. They'd be like, "Oh my god, these fucking male patriarchy, two white guys going out in the streets of Venice Beach with these mentally disabled people, putting them on blast." No, no, no. First of all, here's what I want to do. I've, I've, I've a. Uh, it, this tr- this transitions perfectly from what I was just talking about. I used to play a game called Hipster or Homeless when I'd walk around Brooklyn because like some some fucking that's a fun game and 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 hipster. We used to just call it hipster or because guys would be dressed like you know with spurs and fucking chaps and like a gun belt on. You're like hipster or actual cowboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was always like a hipster. Sure. But hipster hot take, hipster or dirtball hot take. We go out, we talk to homeless people, we get their hot take, and we read it. It's like, Kobe Bryant's so much better than LeBron James. And then we figure out, is it a is it a homeless hot take or is it a dirtball hot take? Ah. Because we have some terrible dirtball hot takes. So we make it a game. Yeah. We have some terrible dirtball hot takes. 
You know, we go out there and we're like, why don't you think Colin Kaepernick's in the league? And the guy's like, he's not in the league because like, I heard he wanted $240 million to play for the XFL. I heard he wanted to be ownership. And you're like, uh, Colin Kaepernick's going to stop playing football because he wanted to own the XFL. Homeless or dirtball hot take? But wait a second. Is this, this is just the game we just get the audio for, right? Yeah, exactly. Or we could do homeless or hipster hot take. The same questions. Yeah. Hipsters don't know sports. Hip hipster, homeless or dirtball. Shabelli would make like all these hot takes. Yeah, exactly. He's like the king of like just shit hot takes. <laughs> Again, I feel like I've been kind of drilling him lately. I love you, Shabelli. But you man. always do this. Like you're the you're you are Michael Jackson. <laughs> the way you abuse Shabelli, because I was like, I love you, but I'm gonna kill your butthole right now with some fucking with some words. I love you, but you're the you have the worst hot takes of all time. All right, let's get to some more calls. Let's get through them. To mow some calls, as Andy says. Let's mow them down, brah. Hey guys, happy 500 episodes. Kind of crazy that you got there, and congratulations. I know Prana didn't think you'd be able to hit this mark together. Um, I started listening to you guys on a family vacation, the summer going into my freshman year. Rip wow. your family. And right now <laughs> I am going to graduate high school, so I've been listening for a pretty long time. My favorite episode or moment probably was when you guys interviewed John Ryan. Um, and then the fire alarm or something went off, so you guys had to go on or pause or something. Uh yeah, that was just my favorite memory. Uh, cheers to 500 more, and I'm not legal age, but hopefully one day I'll be able to enjoy a, a nice Miller light in the Dirty Sports koozie. Stay dirty, boys. Well, how about this? You're not of legal age to drink alcohol. Well, what a great call. We'll send you one for a high-end soda. I was just going to say, slide into the Dirty Sports or Andy Ruther DMs, and I'll send you a couple koozies you can make. You know, you can put that with a nice Coca-Cola or a Snapple, whatever your beverage of choice is. Snapple? Is this guy, I mean, is he, did he take a fucking time machine? Where do you get Snapple anymore? Nobody's drinking, the last Snapple, I feel like, was... Nobody's drinking Snapple these days? I, I never see Snapple. I wish. I drank Snapple exclusively in high school. I feel like you need to fucking a DeLorean to get, get a Snapple. Good callback, though. I totally forgot that the fire alarm... Was that when John Ryan was actually on the show? That was at Sideshow. Sideshow I remember Network. standing outside. Sideshow. The, the, the fire alarm went off while John Ryan, while we were interviewing him? Mid-interview. Wow. That's, I mean, here's what's crazy about how many episodes we've done, how long we've been doing it for, and just like... My state of mind as a human, I'd forgotten about Sideshow Network. <laughs> How many episodes did we record at Sideshow? We, we did it. You know, we did, we did exactly a year there. I it was like, it was a year contract. And did we do two episodes a week then? Or we, it was like half and half. We joined Sideshow in mid October. I got a pretty good memory of this stuff. We joined them in mid October of 2014. I believe you guys could look this up. I believe our last episode here before Sideshow was some sort of episode titled involving Clayton Kershaw because it was during 
the postseason, baseball postseason. Okay, no one needs your autistic remembering of the facts. I have, okay, the last uh, episode before we went to Sad Joe was Clayton Kershaw. First episode we got back after, I believe, was called uh, Jessica Mendoza Shits Cheese. And then... Um, <laughs> I have a weird memory. I can tell you crazy dates. I believe the first episode after we returned to the Smut Studio was Mike Ditka greater than... Kevin Durant. Yeah, I have, I have some weird... I do have some autistic tendencies with some certain things I remember. But anyway, we went there for a year. It was a year contract. And remember, we were both kind of agreeing it was good for us to leave because we kind of got sick of them too. Yep. I mean, they didn't, they didn't know how to run. But basically... My point is, I, I, I totally forgot. So at a year, we're talking about 50-ish episodes. No, we started doing two a week when we went with them. Oh. We were always doing two a week over there? No, we started doing two a week... While we were there. When we went with them. Yeah. So call it 70... Ep- like I've t- I completely forgot 70 episodes of Dirty Sports History. How could you forget Maria? I mean, when it came up, when he said the fire alarm thing, I started thinking about it. Where did we re- record with Ryan? And what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, Sacho. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Maria. And then I'm like, holy shit, a year of my life that I had completely forgotten about. wonder what Maria's doing these days. I imagine... Um, She's tweeting a lot of people about like, you know, how Louis C.K. should be canceled because of his dick and how Roseanne, whatever, and how, you know, uh, fucking what's the what's the Native American chick who's running for president? Uh, how she's get the, our goddamn savior. You mean how she's not Native American, Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. That should uh, offend twerks with wolves. What, yeah. How does that make you feel? That And how Elizabeth Wool- Warren's going to be the savior and how, uh, you know, people need to back off Lena Dunham and how great, I don't know, some sort of shit emo music is. I can't really give a take to this whole Elizabeth Warren thing, but... I have a couple of questions from the comments that... Yeah, how look, at, look at twerks with wolves. Asked. Yeah, okay, go. The first one is... Does Andy know how to say tot? <laughs> Is it tot and thought or tiger or tiger? That's the first one. The people are dying to know. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure it's thought and tiger, right? It's thought and it's tiger. Yeah. <laughs> but I've always pronounced it tot and tiger. I mean, <laughs> you know, tiger, you know, tiger wasn't tiger the thing in Winnie the Pooh? It was Tigger or Hard R, but yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! It was. I'm just saying it was Tigger. You don't use the Hard R. It's Tigger. Yeah. Okay. And then question two is about bringing back Dirtball Madness. Ooh, we're that's upon us again. We don't handle that. Dirtball, yeah, I give it the blessing again. We've never handled it. I, I, I once again approve of Dirtball Madness. I like Dirtball Madness. It's it was remember last year when we were down at spring training where I had to get a fucking review board together for Dirtball Madness. Here's what I'll say: if Dirtball Madness is going to happen again, fucking you know, go into it with a like some savage shit went down last year. I, I still don't know all the facts that happened, but like, yeah, I mean, the rule, the only rule is there are no rules, right? Well, it's, for people who don't know, Dirtball Madness is the dirty sports version. Of March you do Madness. not talk about dirt ball madness. That's the rule number one. And rule number two is there are no rules, including rule number one. All right. Well, I'll just stay out of it then. Uh, dirt ball madness. Yeah, it's a sixty-four dirt ball tournament with the with the dirt ball fam. I think was it Dayton dirt ball? Was it Jack? Yeah, who started it originally? I think uh, a couple of the other dirt balls have gotten involved. I think Stango was involved. Um, 
Reach out to the. I mean, I, I'm sure there's an at Dirtball Madness handle still. Yeah, I think there is. I certainly give it my approval. Anything where people are talking about dirty sports online is good for us, right? Yes. Good for the brand, as your boy would say. Yeah, it is. All right, let's get through a couple more of these calls. What is up, boys? It's Nick Dale or Nikki D, as you guys call me. Nikki D. 500 episodes. Just wow. Uh, amazing to see the growth you guys made just from starting back in, what was it, 2013, 2014. Favorite show memory. Uh, one that comes to mind when I first started listening was the George Brett shit stories. Just a classic. Then that two week span where every dirtball call was just a shit story. Good <laughs> uh, times. Uh, and then, of course, you can't talk about stories about the, the Cincinnati Dirtball Meetup, R.I.P. Branson Ping, speaking <laughs> of shit stories. Um, that's still, to this day, the only time I got to meet you guys, so hold a special place in my heart. Love you guys. Um, what else? Uh, just can't thank you enough for all the opportunities you guys have given me. You guys just always been there for everything. Congrats on 500. Something i like to see. Uh, how about a game of Madden or a game of like some kind of sports video game? Make a bet on it. See who comes out on top. I think it makes for some good content. Keep it up, boys. Love the show. Can't wait to see what happens in the future. Condoms are for Barstool fans. Oh. Ooh. Shots fired. Uh, at I think he said at Barstool fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick, first of all, thank you for all the amazing work you have done, especially since we started going on YouTube. You've made amazing videos Guys, he's our rock star behind the scenes. He goes to Central Michigan, and he kills the game with any video edits we need. He's always on fire. I know he's doing some things now with Tug as well. Uh, Ooh, second Tug mention. Uh, what's what's Nick's uh, Twitter? I believe it's – let me look it up. I know it's Nick Dale. It's at Nick Dale. At N- Nick Dale. N-I-C-K-D-A-L-E. Give Nick a follow. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job for us. Um, everything, all the all the YouTube stuff, all the clips, adding uh, you know, adding little you know, little flair puts a little flair on everything. The the stuff we've talked about on the show. I'd like to see. I don't know what kind of time Nick Dale's got on his hands these days. I'd like to see like a you know a five hundred episode like retrospective of some great moments. You know, nothing nothing crazy couple pitches you know uh branson ping <laughs> asked out blood all over his face you know basketball games out on the boardwalk i'm sure there's there's content out there to pull from um what was his other one what did he say what was his cincinnati is when he met us and then he uh, showed up to my parents house that morning yeah with he who shall not be named was already there yeah yeah Forgot about another guy wiped from my memory. When I mute you, you're done. <laughs> when I mute you, it's like uh it's like fuck. You took an L on him, Prano. I took an L on him? Yeah. You you had his back. I still I still have his back for a character and then really just nothing disproved all my things as being a Welch. I forgot that I played him in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that that was why it really hurt so much. That's what I said. I said I I I rode for you, and then, I mean, Andy, let's talk about like this. These are the kind of stories that that the dirty sports creates. What's that? All in all, the the legacy of poop sock. 
He who shall not be named. That's going to have to get bleeped. But the legacy, undone, because he refuses to admit that Tyrod Taylor wouldn't have started this entire year for the Cleveland Browns. Can he? Like, ma- like that's the kind of shit we deal with over here. As fun as it all is, the whole epic saga, the three-part trilogy of Occupy Wall Street and the McDonald's and fucking saying yeah. he's going to stab a teacher and not coming to the pitch after we gave him tickets and all that. He's riding. He's, he's pinning his whole career on Tyrod Taylor would have started this entire season That's how for the ended. Cleveland Browns had he not missed, I think, four snaps to like a fucking shoulder injury or something like that. He's right. He, that's, that's the claim that undid the whole thing. Can he that ma- Baker Mayfield never would have started for the Browns this year. Can he make a comeback? No. We've already that that's that, that judgment has already been laid. When it was when we were weeks into it and it was obvious that Baker Mayfield was their starter and Tyra Taylor was healthy, uh, I said, now you've you've missed your window. Now at this point you can't even pay off your debts to get back in. I should have just punched that little fucker in the face. I was so close that's to very it. not sound bath of you. You think Robert Downey Jr. was punching people in the face? No, and that's my point. Look look at me then. Look at me now asking if he could possibly make a comeback. Yeah, totally different person. Cannabis and and fucking... Well, not fucking. Cannabis, not fucking. Cannabis and float lab. (laughs) And float lab. Yeah. You're still celibate for the marathon, right? (laughs) One of the all-time... We've had multiple Ruther celibacy campaigns in the 500 episodes. Okay, here's the deal. I am still celibate for the marathon, but I'm on my edge right now. I think I might break it this week. I'm on the edge. I kind of want to have sex this week. Ah, you're so close. I know. How far away are you? The marathon is March 23rd. I mean, you're having wet dreams about fucking now we're talking to us. I mean, come on, man. I'm having dreams about fucking girls in Tug's house and Tommy Dewey's like videotaping me. What is going on here? Videotaping you. He wasn't, wasn't, but like I've had a lot of sexual dreams lately. I I think I need to bust a nut this week. That's, okay. That's, somebody's got to clip that one for Tug was mentioned. Can I make a confession? I don't know if we need further confessions. If that's the one you didn't ask permission for. I did have a lady come over here the night before I left. Okay. From where? Who is this lady? I met her on Hinge. Oh! Dating app Ruther's back. Oh! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hinge, he's on Hinge now. There's a reason. Ladies and gentlemen. I can't reveal it. I, and I discussed it on uh, my latest dent report. Looking for two girls to fuck in my friend's bed. I, uh, you know, I'm doing some research to maybe develop a new dating app of my own. I think, by the way, I think a former uh, intern... EJ Gomez might work at Tinder now. He might have a spy on the inside. Ooh, it's good to know. So I am working with a another dirtball on, on possibly developing an app. Anyway, she can't. I mean, that's what this show's all about. You're in business with a dirtball developing a dating app. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that's, that's what's going on. That's literally what's going on. Uh, she, I just see Ruther on the cover of Forbes 500, and he's like, 
at, we all, we met in the Dirtball fam. <laughs> it was it was when I was working with a lot of the people in the Dirtball fam that I knew dating apps needed to be fixed. So you want to hear what happened? I left your sh- I left your show. That's when I came up with the idea of two people connect on an app and meet at a float lab. I look. I left your show. I gave you. By the way, I I kind of went off a little, not too long. I gave you a lot of love on the latest Dent Report, but I also went off on some of the other comedians. I didn't say names, but I'm just so, okay. I'm, but I'm, I was just saying, like Prano performs. He crushes his five minute set. It's you know traditional. Joke set up punchline, you fucking kill it. I mean, not that order, but you get it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But you kill it and just, I, and I just said it. I'm sick of comics talking to them. I'm a lesbian. I hate Trump. Where's the fucking joke? I mean, I got to- That's hack. That's fucking lame. Look, I got to say that was my big takeaway from it. I'm not going to get too far into it. We're, there's still a process happening, but like, uh, yeah. It, it, it's one thing. I mean, I think the big- Comedy is taste, just like music, you know? Like, the idea that there's people out there that are like, how do you not know Tyga? And you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, comedy is taste, but the one thing I'll say is like, I was watching it, and I was like, I'm talking about a fucking joke per minute situation here. That's like all, I'm just going, that guy was pretty funny. He had five jokes. Yeah. I've got, I've got 40 Sure. in five minutes. Yeah. They're not all going to hit. But it's boom. But boom, if boom, I hit boom, boom. Yeah, if yeah, I hit yeah, three yeah. quarters, yeah, yeah. I hit thirty jokes. If I hit half, I'm gonna hit twenty. That guy had five jokes. Yeah, no, exactly. So I had matched with a girl that day on Hinge, and she was texting during your show. And of course, I wasn't looking at my phone. And she's like, "Oh, let's meet up for a drink." Clearly, she didn't know I don't drink. And then I got home, and I said, "I'm already home. I got to pack. I leave in the morning for St. Louis." And she said, "I'm a good packer." And I wrote, "You should come help me pack." LOL. And she goes, maybe I will. And I was like, okay. Back on the dating apps, he's already, maybe I will. <laughs> and she came over. And did a, she pack for you? She did an amazing job. It was 11 o'clock. You packed that ass? No, 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 no. I was good. She uh, packed your ass? N- you never know. N- nothing happened between us. She literally. I mean, she packed. She may as well have eaten your ass. That's pretty fucking. She, pa- she helped me pack my clothes. We smoked some weed. We hung out, and I and I ended up joking with her later. I was like, she sat on my bed. Nothing happened. And uh, that was it. She came over. She sat on my suitcase. So I resisted even attempting. And I'm not saying she would have hooked up with me, for the record. Yeah. But now you resisted for the marathon? Like, does, does not marathon Andy Ruther make a move on that girl? I don't know. It's a good question. You should have told her that you were celibate for the marathon. That would have been a fucking power play. I told her the next day. Oh, you did? Via text. She's like, what? You should have told her that that's more of a power play. Then she's like, but did she ask why you didn't make a move on her? No. We were just talking the next day, and I said, uh, I'm currently celibate. And she's like, LOL. I was like, no, seriously, I'm celibate. I haven't had sex in two months. For this marathon, and she's like, I haven't had sex in six months, but whatever, <laughs> it's no big deal. I'm not. I mean, I'm not running a marathon. It's just you know, dating's hard in L.A. Like Tinder is not what it used to be, and Bumble, no one gets back to you. So I'm trying Hinge now. <laughs> You're like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I haven't had sex in two months. It's like a reasonable amount of time. No, not for me. Come on. No, I know, but I'm saying for people that are like on Hinge. Right? Come on. 
How many more calls we have? A bunch? We got no, a bunch. No, let's see here. Let's do we do we just do this one? Let me see. Hey, it's Stanga, long time caller, oh. first time listener. We haven't done this. No, I'm saying okay. long time caller, yeah. first time I mean first ballot hall of famer. Stanga. All right, let's get to it. Congrats on the five month episode, boys. Uh just calling in with my favorite moments from the past five hundred episodes. You know, there were some great moments with uh, the summer of he who shall not be named and let Brando pitch. But my favorite on-air bit was the no-chill moments in sports. Uh, we just had some classic stories. Um, you know, things like Brando punching the deaf kid, teeing up Derek Harper. Uh, the, the one coach that got fired for throwing a shoe at a, a girl basketball player. And then there was that guy who was forced to play a kid in a wheelchair in tennis. <laughs> um, anyways, been a while since we That's did right. that, that bit with all the new listeners. Maybe you could start that back up and, and hear some of those uh, no-chill moments in sports. Uh, condoms are for the 80s girlfriend with two fridges. She always <laughs> makes me laugh when it. When it she's two uh, fridges. Thanks, guys, and stay dirty. Oh my God! Two, by the way, two fucking classic memories for Stanga. Wow, that's why, that's why he's a, the goat. First ballot Hall of Famer Jesse Stanga. Um, speaking wow. of speaking of Savage, one of my favorite moments is the uh, the 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 armless girl that we that Stanga and Bo that we all met in uh, the strip club in Ball State. Remember old fucking. Shaq Griffin. She was the hot. Remember <laughs> Shaq Griffin? She was the hottest girl in the strip club, too. I know. She's the hottest girl in the strip club. She was just like this for a while, and you were like, oh, she's emo. No, she like no she wore her jacket. Remember? I know. For a jacket. Then she took her jacket off. It was like, bah! She gave you that fucking... She got that show, old Sharky. <laughs> um, that thing will poke your eye out, bro. No chill sports. Just to clarify, I didn't punch a deaf kid i shoved a deaf kid during a basketball game against the, I, the new york school for the day that's a good memory staying we used to do a segment on the show called There's no, not a closed fist punch called no chill sports moments that's where you just like you know you tell a story of something that you saw or something you participated in where shit got a little no chill i just thought of one and i i shoved a deaf kid is the story and and uh basketball game against the deaf the whole school was deaf so i don't know if i've shared like this. i picked out the one deaf kid i don't know if i shared this one i picked I, out the one asshole on the deaf team i think i was in the sixth grade no i was in the third grade because my brother greg is three years above me i believe he was in the sixth grade this kid gets thrown out of a game the sixth grade like what are you 12 he gets thrown out of a basketball game i'm sitting there with my little brother who's a kindergartner this dude gets thrown out of the game. He, he picks up, he picks up an aluminum chair, folds it, and just wings it into the bleachers, and it almost takes out. You know me, I'm nine, and my six year old brother. Like they had to escort him off the premises. Which was basically the same story that Stanga also referenced, where Derek Harper, former point guard of the New York Knicks, flipped out on me when I was refing youth basketball and threw a chair. Because I said his yeah. kid stepped on the baseline. No chill moments in sports. Um, I also drilled my brother, I believe, twice in the same inning. Uh, and I, we've talked about that. Great, great, great Polaroid of me giving my mom the, or my dad the finger as they came over to take a picture of me on the bench. Man. Yeah, so call in with your no chill sports moments. Two fridges. Some, two fridges. And then, yeah. What do, what, a, she, what do you think she's up to these days? She probably had cardiac arrest. She probably uh, 
You and my friends were joking about. We were joking about this. Two weekend. fridges, by the way, is when we went down to San Diego. By the way, that was I think Ryan Buds. I think it was. How long ago was that? Now you think seven years ago? That I, I can tell you. We went that show. It just was an anniversary. February two thousand twelve. Okay, seven years ago. Because I just got tagged in a memory on Facebook of me signing a bag of wine at that show. Yeah, I, I have a boxed wine joke that didn't even make Joe Perry makes a stand. Even I don't think. And um, and uh, I did my box wine joke, and some kid came up to me with a box of wine after and had me sign the bag. Then you picked up, not literally, I literally picked her up. You picked her up, and then I physically lifted her up. Uh, See, like that's a perfect example. That's thank God for John Sarno, or I'd be crippled yeah. from my fused discs. From I agree, carrying home the fat girl that you picked up at San Diego, San Diego State every year, top. Three school hottest chicks in America. Ruther finds some fucking fat chick covered in buffalo sauce. <laughs> I've got to carry her home when she passes out. Then he is. Then we get. She has two fridges in her college apartment because all the bitches she lived with were actually hot and had a fridge full of vegetables. And then she had a fridge full of frozen snacks plugged in in the living room, bro. In the living room, she had a freezer of fucking hot pockets. <laughs> Fucking tater tots, some frozen pizzas. That's why I love a couple of fucking Eskimo pies. That's why I love the Juicy J lyric. You say no to ratchet pussy, Juicy J can't because that lyric speaks to me. It's like I can't turn down ratchet pussy. My buddy said something funny this weekend. We were and was it? And me, you, and Buds did the show. Me, you, and Ryan Buds. And Buds was Buds. Buds rolled back. By the way, we rolled back to L.A. at like six a.m. He I slept was in so my back hungover. seat. I was driving my old Corolla. I was so thirsty. I like begged you to stop for fucking liquid, and you basically refused. We finally stopped at the McDonald's in Marina del Rey. Yeah, which is like you're. I already almost died all the way home. Oh, my God. And you had sex with that girl, and we were, like, sleeping in her living room. Oh, uh, my buddy said something good this weekend. We're talking about it. They said, if we brought 50 girls... That's gr- the kind of girl Ruther would sleep with back at the old smut studio days. No, 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 old no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Dude, here's the thing about me and sleeping with girls, for the record. I just want to clarify this. My The type of girl that I hook up with could be everything from a hot chick to that chick. Like... It's called having no standards. Yeah, you've seen it. (laughs) I have a wide gamut. It's like my friends were talking this weekend. They go, Ruther, we could bring 50 girls into a room. But you're like a fisherman. You cast this wide net, and then you bring in the net, and you're like, we got a lot of tuna. And then you're like, we also got this old fisherman's boot. And you're like, I'll fuck that boot. (laughs) I'll fuck that boot, too. I don't give a fuck. Give me that boot. I'll come in that boot. (laughs) You're like, no, wait, but it's not even what you're fishing for. You're like, I'll fuck that boot, bro. We were saying there'd be a fun game. Can I to- fuck that, bo- that boot in Doug's bed? Oh, man. Is there two boots? I love to have a fucking dirty fisherman's boot threesome in Doug's bed. This would be a fun game. We bring in 50 girls. There's two different games you could play. 50 girls, and you say, one, Ruther has to decide of those 50 girls who he actually slept with. Because the joke is like, I can't remember or I've got was too drunk, like I forgot. So that's one game my friends were like. That'd be a fun be like, have you had sex with this girl? And like, how many could you actually get right? Or just you bring in 50 girls you did have sex with and see how many names could you actually name? Oh, yeah. Names would be hard. 
Because sometimes I think of it, even even recently I was like, just like, oh, yeah, I wonder if I could think of it. And I like thought it. And I was like, I know I'm missing some people, but whatever. And then like days later, I drove by a Thai restaurant in Santa Monica. I'm like, oh, that fucking girl, Caroline. I took her in there and fucked her. That was over. And, like completely forgot. <laughs> just a to- like, again, I forgot the fucking sideshow days. I forgot a year of my life. I forgot a year of my life where we recorded this show. The idea that I remember every girl is a joke. My buddy found college footage we watched last night from 2003, 2004. I would straight up just be arrested now. It's bad. You shouldn't even say that. I don't care. I'm going to go deep into it on Dent Report. <laughs> what a fucking I'm just gonna own tease up. for that episode. Yeah, I'm going to go into Dent Report. Some, there was some blood. There was some crazy shit that There's happened. There's blood and jizz. I'll leave you with that. Tune in to Dent Report next week. It's like a fucking... Jelly powdered jelly donut, all the jizz and blood. Oh, look like a white stripes album cover, just red and white and black, just savage death. I love where this episode is headed. All right, I think this is our last call. Let's see. <laughs> By the way, I'm thinking of a sexual encounter as a white stripes album cover because of all the blood. A, that's when you know your riff gun's firing. Andy and Joe, what's going on? It's your boy Freezy here uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, congrats on 500 great episodes. Uh, I've been around for the last, you know, three years or so, and I can rem- I can remember one of my favorite uh, memories. Uh, one of the first episodes that I listened to was uh, Alex from Kentucky, and uh, <laughs> God, still to this day, I go back and listen to that from from time to time. Uh, just absolute comedy. If if a dirt if you dirt balls out there, hat don't know what I'm talking about, go go back into the archives and find that. Um, other than that, I mean, just great guests on too, you know, Maddie and, uh, Tug and can't forget about the intern. Oh, we're live. Should I pick it up? No, we got to hear this call. Yeah. The problem is it's going to keep making that noise. Uh, I appreciate, uh, what you guys have done. And, uh, I guess condoms are for people that don't listen to the show anymore. Uh, thanks guys. Sorry. What was he saying? Cause I had to hit that. Mute. I don't know. Cause it muted, but. I, I think we got the gist of it. Freezy, this is a name that we've seen for Fine a few now. years. Um, other than that, I mean, just great guests on, too. You know, Maddie and uh, Tug. And can't forget about the interns. Show boring. <laughs> um, some of those Dusha Belly knows are classics. So uh, I appreciate uh, what you guys have done. And uh, I guess condoms are for people that don't listen to the show anymore. Uh, thanks, guys. Alex from Kentucky, did you remember him? I mean, no. It's just like the same thing. It's like I'm reminded of it. But like, talk about a great example of homeless or dirtball hot takes. Oh. He's like, Tennessee Titans winning it all this year. You're like, that's got to be a homeless person. Yeah. That's a homeless person. There's no doubt about it. It's a homeless person. You're like, that's actually Alex from Kentucky. Why don't I hop into Twitter real quick? Okay. I'm going to take a piss. Do you mind? Is that, can I? Yeah, take a piss. And uh, if you need if you need help with whatever you guys are looking for in chats and twer- talk no. to it, twerks with wolves. I'm gonna hop into some of these. Uh, see some of the comments we have on Twitter. Uh, some of some of the favorite moments: Kobe Bryant shot challenge and Prano's Whitey Bulger impression after the whole Baltimore beat bo- after when Baltimore beef after the whole Baltimore beef when Boston fans called Adam Jones the N-word. That was a classic episode. All-time guest Joe Bartnick, Skeletor, Skelehor, Incoherent Chick of Faith, Hockey Calls from Earl's Wine Bar, the Chinaman episode, Two Trace Spilled Milkshake, 
Oh, there's so many good ones here. I've been listening, Eddie B, since Prano's notion that Mad Bum married his slump buster. I think that's a great, that's not a notion. That's like a confirmed fact I think we have. Lots of good ones in here. Uh, you, there's too many to read. What do, what do you got over there, Aaron? I saw one earlier that it's probably one of my all-time favorite moments, too, was uh, the episode where you guys just went off on the Gary Coleman tangent. Oh. And it got to the point where you guys played his song, that one rap song he made. The Gary, the Gary Coleman episode, I believe that was like last year, around maybe around this time. The Gary Coleman episode is one of my favorite episodes. Fran and I literally did no sports. We just went down this rabbit hole. R.I.P. Gary Coleman. And, <laughs> and we could not stop laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it. Gary Coleman episode was a classic. Why were we down the Gary Coleman rabbit hole? Because what's her name died? Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett died Speaking that day. Speaking of Garrett. Uh, remember when we had Gareth Reynolds on? We went down a how black is Tommy Frazier wormhole. <laughs> that was that was a legendary. My riff gun was fucking firing that day too. That got lubed up. That was good. Gareth's killing the game now with his podcast, man. Good for him. The dollop. We had, we had, we've had so many stars on before they were stars. You know, we turn we turn people into stars. Yeah, I know. Why can't we turn ourselves into stars? What what's that all about? We can turn it's everyone. Mostly up. you. You're dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people tune in. Eh? The savagery. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've just been thinking about. I heard. I heard Kobe shot challenge when I went into the bathroom. Um, that's that's like the Kobe Bryant shot challenge. I didn't think it was a good idea to do when I suggested other people do it. I can't believe I did it myself. But I gotta say, it's it's one of those things where, like, you know when. I'm not even joking. You know when you hear people like beat cancer and they're like, well, I knew I beat cancer so I could do anything. So then I ran this like, I I run super marathons now. If I could beat cancer, I could run for, I'm like, dude, if I can take 40 shots in two and a half hours, nothing really phases me at this point. I'm like, probably take a gunshot. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's all mental. Yeah. It's all mental. It's just like be smart, be prepared and be diligent and you'll probably succeed. You know? I planned for a couple of days going in, cooked some pasta, ate it throughout the day, you know, just shots in water. Had you cut me off, had had somebody watching, you were lifeguarding, pulled me out of the water, and uh, and we did it, and we survived. Yeah. The pitches, so, so fantastic. I mean, I got to thank all the 500 episodes, too, like all the shit we've gotten in the mail, all the fucking... All the beers and shots and shit people have bought me after shows. All the people have bought tickets to shows. All the people have showed up places. You know, watch Prano, watch baseball. All the guys we've met at ballparks and in comedy clubs. Thank you guys for supporting all the live shit. Fuck, uh, you guys kept Vince alive for a year. Pretty fucking legendary. That was the end of the Prano 420. That's when the floodgates opened because so much dirtball love kept, kept Vince alive. We almost lost another dog on the couch. Uh, just so many memories in 500 episodes. Twerks with Wolves. How, when did you start listening? Uh, He's a, new, about he, a year and a year, year and a half ago. You're you're there. a newer dirt ball. Yeah, yeah, I was newer. So, you, like, you have a lot of 
you have a lot of episodes under your belt, but there's like, do you know how, do you know why Ruther doesn't drink? No, I actually don't. See, this is the shit that you wow. always like a year. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know I don't drink. Wow. Meanwhile, all week people have been tagging you and Eric Andre's birthday invitations because they're like, Ruther, it's coming up. That means the dentversary is coming up. Ruther got blackout at Eric Andre's birthday party and um, may or may not have accosted somebody in the street. I, I didn't accost and, anybody. Racial slurs and then punched him in the See, ear. He's making all this shit up. Uh, April 5th, 2014. I'm coming up with my five-year anniversary. Five years? Dude, we had a serial rapist on our show. Kellen Winslow Jr. is a serial That's true. rapist. A serial rapist. I was like, we had a guy who raped. I was like, I was like, Tug. <laughs> no, because no, Tug didn't rape anybody. He didn't need to. He didn't need to. We had a guy who rapes old women at trailer parks as a guest on our show, and and now he's transformed and into he's a, a Jewish lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> and he dropped. It's about legacy, yo. Uh, do I still? I, I gotta still have that somewhere, don't I? I, I don't know. It's probably somewhere on your desktop, amongst the bodies. The desktop is a disaster. <laughs> what are you? T- what is going on? Fucking. My, what is going on with my desktop? It's just it's just like folders and loose items. Yeah. It literally looks like it literally looks like the desk of a police detective in like a shitty buddy cop movie in the seventies. Like I got that folder here somewhere. They come back a half hour later. He's still looking for folders. Yeah, because I can't find it. I can't. No shit. His desktop just has CTE. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Uh, you you want to hear some of the old some of the old ones? Pray on that. We, we, come on, we we have to do this. We're, we're down this rabbit hole. We're down memory lane. Let, how about how about this one? Do you remember this? I mean, sort of. The fucking cackle, the Ruther cackle. How about this classic? This one's a classic. Hey there, it's me, Whitey fucking Bolger. (laughs) You might know me as the inspiration for the major motion picture Black Mask starring Johnny Depp. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm proud to team up with the good folks at Sam Adams to bring you my new Black Mask Brew. That's right, I made a fucking beer. Listen, after a long day of running fucking minorities out of your neighborhood, there's (laughs) nothing you want more than to kick back with a cold fucking lager. That's why I helped create Black Mask Brew, the new seasonal lager that's fucking guaranteed to help you keep your good Irish community values while maintaining your fucking property value. We guarantee each batch is handcrafted by a fucking middle school dropout with a beard that could house a family of pigeons. (laughs) And all of my days killing people around Boston, let me tell you one thing that I never did. I never killed a man while he was drinking a Sam Adams. Do you know why? Because I would never do that. Because I respect Sam Adams. He was a great man and a fucking patriot. Now, I killed a lot of people after they finished their fucking Sam Adams. But I never, ever killed a man while he was drinking one. Because Sam Adams was a patriot. A patriot in a fucking great hat. A fucking three-cornered hat. A hat that Americans can be proud of. 
Not one of those fucking stupid fucking L.A. looking hats like Johnny Depp wears to the fucking premiere. Have a little respect, Depp. Anyway, back to my point. <laughs> anyway. Black Mass Brew, the best fucking brew ever made. So go ahead, draw on a Pats game, relax, and pop open a Black Mass. Bulger, out. Bulger, out. That's a classic. I, I wish we had some of Jacob Face old it's calls. Ri- written by uh, Luke Rosencrantz. That's right. Rip L. Rose Hubbard. I wish we had... Uh... Oh, my God. Do you remember my dad did the show? <laughs> And no, he, I don't know. It's all a goddamn blur. February 24th, 24th, 2016. My Walt was on the show. Oh, hold on. We got we have to play this. I saw a comment that, that and then we'll wrap up the show. We got to play <laughs> yeah. this. Dirty Sports Music Exclusive. Denthead made it. <laughs> Every day I'm thirsting, thirsting, thirsting. Every day I'm thirsting, thirsting. Thust it real hard. Thust it real hard. Thust it real hard. Thust it, thust it real hard. Every day I'm thirsting, thirsting, thirsting. Every day I'm thirsting, thirsting, thirsting. Thust it real hard. Thust it real hard. Thust it real hard, real hard, real hard. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the fucking dent. Five foot nine, baby hands, that shit is permanent. I like them wide, I like them long, I like them fat. We talking about two fridges, she ruined Plano's back. Like a buffet, she keeps on coming back. She keeps on coming back, yeah, she keeps on coming back. I'm into podcasting across the Atlantic. I got hooligans across the Atlantic. I know Goldberg and no chill Prano. Joey, no, just a big Raider Cholo. Ain't no petty cracker or no cheddar dick. See my dirt balls, they always keep it lit. My Harry's razors, my face is clean and fresh. Slamming blue apron. I'm talking catfish. All right, Cleaver, right? I'm thirsting, blue apron. Thirsting, thirsting. Every day I'm thirsting, thirsting, thirsting. Dust it real hard. Dust I need to do another hard. song. Oh my god, the album. I need I need to do a new song. I'm serious. Who's the worst guest we ever had, Ruther? It's gotta be uh I mean you brought Bartnick back. No, it's not him. I like Bartnick actually. <laughs> I do. I like Bartnick. Who's the worst guest we ever had? It's without a doubt that chick who had to show a picture of her tits. Oh, right. Sideshow. Oh, my God. The chick, the, didn't, the chick who had a fucking raid, uh, a Chargers tat. Like above her titty. I wonder if she's still a Chargers fan. She's got to be. What was her name? I, I don't know. It was like she, she was like hosted like the mom cast, right? Or like MILF cast. God, what a disaster. Like I'm hosted the MILF cast where we talked to... Women who've been had sex with their sons on you porn. I mean, she's without a doubt the worst. She's up there for sure. Here, here's the thing: like, I like Bartnick. I she had to send her pics, and then she she was like really mad, right? Wasn't she? She was so mad she lost the bet, and she had to send you a pic of her tits. And then we put Philip Rivers' face over her nipples. We were sharing it with people, even though her face wasn't in it. Yeah. Like, honey, it's 2019. Like, I, I chicks are sending me pictures of them squirting. Like, what are we talking about with their face in it? Like, get with the times here. 
Unbelievable. Sophie Venable. Wow. Look at that pull. Was that it? I, I was going to say Chloe, but that sounds about right. Sophie Venable, by the way, sounds like a guy that Bill Belichick drafts in the sixth round that turns into a <laughs> fucking 12-time opera. Yeah, we like Sophie Venable. Uh, wasn't on a lot of people's boards. We like him. Uh, his name's Sophie. You know, a lot, I think a lot of people passed on him for that. 12 years from now, he leads the fucking leads the world in tackles. Let me see if I still have her email. Or was I just making up her name? I could have sworn it was Sophie Venable. I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway. Are you searching iTunes? What are you, an Outlook? No. Is that Outlook? What the fuck do you use? Your, what's your email client? It's cause it's for my, my personal Andy Ruther one. Oh, how about this one? This is kind of dirty sports related from Stanga. The Jen Sturger rabble with Theo Vaughn. Oh, my God. Remember that? That shit was off the rails. I think she said, like, the idea was, like, champagne and Bloody Mary brunch. She's like, I don't really drink champagne or Bloody Marys. Can I just get whiskey? I'm like, yeah, you can get whatever you want. Sure. And then she fucking came in. She chugged a bottle of whiskey. So blackout, her boyfriend had to come pick her up. Did we ever have her on our show? No. No. You want to hear? I'm looking at the comments. This is actually pretty funny because the Jen Sturger hopped in the Me Too shit. And I'm seeing comments. There's some bold claims from Dirtballs about her. About what? About the shit she was talking on that rabble? Yeah, but about things she said to Dirtballs, which is kind of crazy. I think she demanded that they remove that rabble. I think they eventually took it down for her. That was wild. The rabble, the Wild West rabble days. You know what's funny? Too I, high. I was listening. Jen, Herger, Jen Sturger was too high. That was that was New Year's 2016, New Year's Day. I was in Cincinnati. Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. I was listening to that with my brother in his basement. And he's like, what? He's like, dude. Then it just turned into... Theo roasting her? Theo, but were you on? Yeah. Yeah, you were on, right? Yeah. So you and Theo just started roasting Jen. I, I was I wasn't as heavily roasting. Like, Theo was like full on roasting her. By the way, Theo's just like blown up since then. We put the put the touch on him. Theo's Theo's killing the game. All right, guys. I you know I I can't thank you guys enough. All these memories. anything else from the comments that you're monitoring over there? Twerks with wolves. Uh, you guys kind of already went into it, but Dirtballs was asking, "What were your guys' favorite moments from the past 500?" Other than that, just more more rips, <laughs> just rip on rip. Rip the person who gave us. We have one down vote, one yeah. dislike. Fuck you, dude. It's, it's fucking. Who is it? It's, it's old Tyrod Poopsock. <laughs> who is it? I don't know. Who's the Who's the Hawks fan? The Atlanta Hawks fan. Oh, Jonathan Cohen, oh four. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. By the way, I forgot an entire year of our recording. I never forget a troll. I That's, never forget a troll. You forgot we went into a studio for a year in like fucking Henry Hudson Park, like fucking where uh, Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome up there, Howard Hughes, Parkway. Howard Hughes Parkway. We used to always go to Buffalo Wild Wings after we'd record a show. Oh, I love Buffalo Wild Wings. R.I.P. Sean. Yeah. Probably actually R.I.P. Sean. That guy. He he he's definitely had a heart attack while watching wrestling since then, right? <laughs> Wasn't he into like fucking Lucha Libre shit? 
He was. He was a Buffalo Bills fan. He was. When they got rid of Tyrod Taylor, he just couldn't take it. His heart. <laughs> Had zero clue how to use sound. Yeah, remember that? Aaron's already learned more, and Aaron's been here <laughs> 20 minutes. But Aaron hasn't been able to hook us up with fucking MILFCAST, whatever the fuck that was. MILFCAST? Whatever. Whoever Sophie Venom. What was she the host of? Like Mom Tales? Try to look her up. Sophie Venable. I think it's V-E-N-E-A-B-L-E. I, I don't know. I also remember Steve Hofstetter getting upset because we said black people wear jackets that have the entire Western Conference on them. No, you know what Steve Hofstetter got He's upset? He's like, my sister's black. No, no, no. That wasn't it. He got upset because I said all my black friends, and I basically stereotyped all black people because it's true. I'm sorry, guys. You're all- We're oversized Looney Tunes t-shirts. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> we're, we're Fairweather fans. Oh, right. That where he t- that's where he turned the corner. Like- Jewish guy who adopts a black girl compared that to guys like guys like B like like, like let's go to B Indigos. Who, who do you think's in B Indigo? Let's go to B Indigo. Like, like let's see who his teams are. I can't, I don't even know what his Twitter is. <laughs> is it under Barry? You know what I'm saying I mean, though. I'm pretty sure his Twitter is B to the Indigo. Isn't that where we call him B to the Indigo? Why is it not popping up in Dirty Sports? You probably blocked him. I, I didn't block him. Because that one time you were hammering black people, he was pretty upset about it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway, lots of great memories, guys. We couldn't do it without you. We're going to have to rank the dirt balls again. Dirtball Madness is coming up. Uh, we're March doing, Madness. March Madness. Spring training once again. There's a lot going on. Yeah. That's why we, we just figured we'd take a trip down memory lane. I was like throwing Andy a bunch of ideas for the 500 and we're like, what are we doing, man? We can't put together like a fucking 500. Like we got, we got shit to do. We got spring training next week. We got March Madness the week after that. I was March Madness, 20 hours of basketball content. Uh, just on Patreon though for that one kid. So if you have a problem with that, let him know. He wrote us a long <laughs> I'm note. I'm just kidding. I know. I'm just yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, with him. Yeah. And he's like, don't stick the dirt balls on him. Uh, yeah. You'll get a you'll there's a there's gonna be a private link for March Madness. You just gotta uh, send me money on Venmo and we'll. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for supporting the show. Cheers to 500 more. Follow us on Twitter at the Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Loved all the comments today. And guys, every time you send a note, just so you know, I keep every one of those. Like, not to get all soft, but, like, I have a folder over here. I have every... Like a physical notes, you mean? Yeah, I have a folder. I don't ever throw that stuff away, because when I'm having a shitty fucking day, that shit always cheers me up. Even though my desktop is a disaster, I literally have, it like, a cheer-me-up folder where I just look at DMs that I've saved from you guys. So I can't thank you guys enough. Um... We joke about killing yourself, but you guys have helped me not kill myself by supporting the show. And and honestly, to you know follow up on that, um, I joked that I joked at four hundred that I wouldn't be here for five hundred, and uh, the idea of coming to Andy Ruther's place as evolved as it is twice a week to sit here and fucking talk sports when regardless of what your opinion is, right, wrong, or indifferent, 70% of the people are going to love it, 30% are going to tell you you're a fucking asshole. Sometimes it can get to be like, it can get to be too much. And the only reason I do it is just like you said, like the messages from people that I've gotten over the years that have said 
like I was in a dark place and then you got, but I had you guys and, uh, you know, like the, the messages that people send, like the, the ride or die dirt balls that will be like, I was listening from this and then this happened to me and like, I listened to you guys all the fucking way through and blah, blah, blah. Like that's the shit that makes me come here every fucking episode because a lot of the guys reach out regularly with tweets and whatever. A lot of guys, you know, are, are once in a while, they send you a DM, but like without fail once a month, somebody shows up to a show or slides into the DMS and says like, dude, this, what, what you guys did fucking, you know, I wouldn't be able to get through this without you. I wouldn't be able to get through my family being, my mom being sick or this or that. And it's like, when people are telling you to kill yourself because you don't think we should put up the Great Wall of China on the Mexican border, you're like, I don't know if I need to do this fucking every day. And then some guy's like, I didn't kill myself because you drank 40 shots of whiskey. I was like, oh, that's how, you know, I feel like I'm doing something. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something for people. So uh, thanks to all the dirt balls for all the support, all the messages, all the, you know, all the hashtags we ever needed, all the promo codes, all the donations. And, uh, you know, the great thing also, Andy, is everything right now that we're like saying is like all about the last 500, but it's also about going forward. Like, th- like the idea of where we've come since 300 or 400, we're at 500. It's nice. Let's take a ba- take, you know, sit back, take a look at everything, take it all in. But the bottom line is. 600 is right around the corner. There's work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done, and I'm ready to do it. And uh, For example, Ruther wants to have sex with two chicks in Tug's house. Like, I guess let Ruther bang at Tug Coker. <laughs> Lots of mentions for Tug this episode. So you guys, thank you so much from the bottom of both mine and Joe's hearts. We can't do it. We, we know this. You know we know this. We, there's nothing here without you guys, and I think... You guys get it. We're, I think we're very honest. We're very real. So are you guys. And, and that's the connection that we always wanted to make with this show is that we do talk sports. We do talk politics at times. We talk personal lives, dating, you name it. And what's great, I think, about both Joe and I, too, at this point of the show, we're comfortable with ourselves. And I think that's that's great. What I mean is... We know who we are. We're not trying to be something else. We're right. comfortable with ourselves in our career. My point is, there's there's tons of podcasts out there. You can go to shit that's edited. You can go to shit that's segmented up. Yeah, we don't. We basically don't edit ever. So that's very important. Shit might disappear. Yeah, after shit, fact, but shit might it's, disappear. It's, but, it's but, not getting edited. But that's my point. A lot of these podcasts edit. They have all this stuff. We're like, no, this is who we are, and. Sometimes it helps us and sometimes it hurts us, but we're going to continue to be that. And thank you guys so much. And cheers to 500 fucking more and thrusting on. And thanks to all the dirt balls for all your support. Thanks to everybody who's ever been a guest on the show. Obviously, you yeah. know, like we talked about the Tugs and the Maddies and the Yoshis and the Lazes and the, all the regulars, Sean Merriman's, uh, the Pat McAfee's of the world who fucking, and John Ryan's and, Brian Scalabrini's, who should have never done it in the first place, but they did. Uh, the interns, uh, Twerks with Wolves, Shaboring, EJ, uh, Trevor, 
Is that all our interns? Was it, do we ever have anybody that stepped in for a minute and we've completely forgotten about them? I think that's all the interns. Everybody, everybody for everybody for everything. Yeah. So follow Joe at Fix Your Life and at Joe Prano on Instagram. And I had uh, I had another idea because shout out by the way to Andrew Little. I think it's Little. I don't think it's Lytel, like your boy over at Black Sports Online. Uh, he won the Perzingis jersey, and uh, I was thinking this, Andy. We it's all about Instagram these days. We talked about this. The gram. Yeah, it's all about fucking Instagram. Like literally, you can get booked at comedy clubs. I have forty jokes in a fucking five minute set. You could have zero, but you have a big Instagram following. They'll fucking let you headline. It's gross. It's disgusting. That being said, let's uh, you know let's use it to our advantage that we have you know twenty five thousand dirt balls listening every week and uh, follow us on Instagram. There's less than you know ten percent of you following either of us. So follow us on Instagram at Joe Prano, at Andy Ruther. I want to do another contest giveaway. The Przingis giveaway was a uh, success. Um, I want to put together a dirty sports bonanza pack with like koozies and t-shirts and fucking basically a million different things that we can put together in one box, and we'll do another random drawing. But this time, they have to be following me and you and at the Dirty Sports. I love it. Perfect. We'll put, we'll put a fucking bobblehead in there. You know, we'll put fucking... We'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a bonanza box. I'll chop off one of Two Fridges' fingers. Yeah. It'll be the whole fucking thing, guys. Yeah. we put together a super pack. All right, guys. Well, is that it? Are we done? Are we good? Uh, what else is there to say at this point? We've said it all. We're going to say a lot more next episode. All right, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Enjoy your week. We'll see you guys for 501. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.